Hello, I'm Sean. I'm an academic. And I'm Drew, a director and choreographer. We know it sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. An academic and a choreographer walk into a bar. Yes, it sounds like the beginning of the worst joke ever. But our unlikely friendship was born from a shared passion. We believe theatre is the art of collaboration. And that can be hard with many confusing titles and departments. Yes, we have to not only understand what people do, but also why they do it. And that's why we made the Theatre Blueprint podcast. Each episode, I speak to a leading artist in their field. And shed light on the inner workings of their department. There's so much to find out. So let's roll up our sleeves, put on our safety goggles and start digging. You've really committed to this building metaphor, haven't you? Yes, I have. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Theatre Blueprint podcast, Ebony. Thanks for being here. Oh, pleasure. It's lovely to chat. Perhaps you could start off, Ebony, by kind of introducing yourself and explaining what your job is and maybe helping us understand a little bit about how your position within the industry fits within the making of a show. Over the last 10 years, I've kind of very slowly sort of transitioned, I'd say, from performing, mainly performing, into working more as an associate on um, theatre, in theatre and film. And um, so initially I started, I had sort of my first 10 years of my career were mainly performing and then I had my first child and then my sort of, my career started to shift into more of a sort of an associate role. Um, And it's been one that's been really rewarding. and kind of has happened quite naturally. It's been quite a sort of natural progression for me, which I've been extremely grateful for. Um, and it's enabled me to use sort of all the skills that I've learned over sort of my 10 years of performing and uh, now be able to sort of pass that on and like nurture the next sort of, um, you know, nurture a, a group of people and help them and use what I've learned during my years of kind of performing and training and be able to pass that on and help them to, I hope, get the most out of their experience on a particular job or a show or a film or in an audition situation or, you know, whatever the scenario may be. I really look at my job as being, um, just being able to get the best out of people and really like sort of draw out what I can see in them and hopefully maybe they learn more about themselves as well and, and who they are and kind of be able to bring different things to the table. What could you expect to be doing as an associate in, in, in a day in your life? Yeah, it varies. Um, I'd say a, a sort of normal t- kind of day would start with some kind of warm-up with the company. So you're getting everyone ready physically and mentally for the day ahead. So that might be a rehearsal day, that might be an audition situation, that might be um, before a tech period in a show where you know, we start to put together the lighting, the costumes, and all those different elements come together and you're preparing the company for that day or for a show that evening. So you would warm up the company um, and then you would maybe go into a rehearsal process through the day. Sometimes I'd be alongside the choreographer working with them and other times I might be in a separate room working with a smaller group of actors or dancers or performers and maybe... Um, coaching them through something specific that I've been asked to do. It varies. Um, and there's, and again, like in an audition situation, I might be teaching movement to a group of people and getting them ready to show whatever it is they, you know, a director or a choreographer would want to see from them in that situation. Um, so, 
yeah, it's it's it varies all the time depending on the sort of situation. But I normally it's a warm up, sometime kind of rehearsal process, and then if we're then going into a show, I would then watch the show that evening, um, maybe take notes and follow the next day with a note session with the company and pass on anything that um, needs to be looked at. Because obviously a big part of an associate's role is maintaining the show, um, the movement, particularly for, for my role as the associate choreographer, maintaining that kind of uh, vision that the choreographer had initially. So it might be to do with the quality of the movement, it might be to do with the storytelling element, so I would note that and I might pass that on um, myself or I might pass that on through the dance captain, who's somebody that would work alongside the associate choreographer in maintaining a show. Now, the dance captain is usually around every day. It's normally a person that's in the company um, and they would either be performing every night or they might be off stage and they're also able to note the show and they know all of the dance or all of the movement in the show. So everybody's tracks, it's a lot of information that that dance captain will take on. And then I'm able to then feed notes through them and they can pass that on as well through the company. Because once a show's set up, usually an associate's role um, is not one that is daily. So the dance captain would then be some a point of call for the company to go to on a day-to-day -day basis. And the associate might come in two or three times a week um, or less. It depends. That's always, it's dependent on how long a run you're working on. Um, so yeah, between the associate and the dance captain, you maintain the show and try and keep the show running in a really sort of, um, well, in a safe way so everyone stays healthy and also making sure that the, the vision of that show is maintained as well. You said earlier about that kind of brilliant position of being in, in in a place of being able to pull out the best from people, and I think that you know you you do that for literally everybody in the room. It's not just those who are could be perceived as working under you. It's people you're working alongside as well. You know the way that you tie into that. Could you talk a little bit about um, about that process? Because I think that is something that people don't know much about in terms of the way that you tie into the actual the end product of the choreography. Obviously, initially in the, in the creation process, you kind of work alongside the choreographer um, and it might be that you input some ideas into the sort of how you might sort of feel the story or, or like a moment could, could go. For me, it's like choosing the right moments as well to voice your opinion or your thoughts creatively. And that's not anything to do with not feeling like I can. It's more to do with allowing people to you know, uh, do the work that they, they're willing to, you know, that they're wanting to do. And then I find a moment where I might think, oh, actually, I think this could really help this moment. Or, you know, once things are starting to settle, I, and ideas might come up and I might feed that through you or through the, the dancers or the company or, the, you know, whoever it is that we're working with, the actors, um, to help strengthen a moment or to help, like, you know, to make something clearer that maybe that, the director or the choreographer is trying to achieve in that moment. So you definitely do um, input creatively. And I think that is slightly different to a dance captain who I would definitely say looks after more of the technical elements to within the show. Um, and I, you know, and that's what I also really enjoy about my job, you know, that I do feel like I have a, 
and you know i'm an, i'm able to um give my you know my ideas as well and and eventually you know help to create the final sort of big picture um and that could be a small little thought or an idea um or it could be something quite big and bold and you know it might help some you know a, a something that i've thought about i might throw out to you and that might help you to think about something in a different way um or spur an idea for you and sometimes i know with us just through conversations that we might have you know and you might get an idea for something um so it sort of all comes from different different areas and i think that's different you know our relationship works in that way and that can be different for you know a different um relationship between a choreographer and associate um i think you just have to start to learn what that person needs from you and for each choreographer that's very different you know so if it's somebody mostly i think those relationships are built over time so you're quite you know the choreographer you're working with quite well but sometimes you know you can be in a situation with somebody you've never worked with before and it's just about finding the way to you know what they need from you and help to facilitate that in that you know in that particular job in that moment in time um so i don't think it's set i think it it varies a lot but i do you definitely are asked as an associate your for your creative input as well so do you think that in a way there are similarities between your job um and that that of a teacher like what do you think the difference between a teacher and an associate is yeah so i do think there are similarities between the associate and a kind of teaching role and i do do both so i teach as, as well as you know um, working as an associate there are certain tools that i will use from teaching but you i also am working with a group of professionals um so it's just about sort of getting the best out of them and using kind of um all the skills they've already got to maybe unlock something that will help with the story or the moment or the quality of the movement um so it can be it can be really different i think for me i love to kind of work from the ground up so i might start with a kind of um the technical elements more or the kind of the quality of the movement and like let that really settle into somebody's body and then that also usually then unlocks a story anyway because once they've got that quality and that movement style that you've kind of beautifully like you know created then the story comes flying out anyway so it's kind of definitely a process that i would go through with um either a, a you know a, a group of people in an ensemble or um uh you know somebody an individual actor or it you know that i would go through over kind of a four week or six week rehearsal period and slowly build up um to kind of you know getting unlocking the story always ends with the story for me maybe starts with the technique and the movement quality and the sort of then the story element is kind of really shines out at the end i know you've talked about um uh, the fact that you came into this journey through performing and uh, and the fact that your career kind of took a different different route what was being an associate or working within the dance department something you'd always wanted was it something you discovered halfway through your career through working with other associates I think if I look back during my performing sort of like when I was performing primarily I quite often was the person that people would come to for help in the company um oh can you just help me with this step or how did you you know like little things like that um and 
so maybe like if I look back at that, maybe it was always going to happen. Um, I definitely didn't think about it, you know, 10 years ago. It was, you know, I, well, the first 10 years of my career, I don't think it was something that I was necessarily knowingly working towards. Um, but, yeah, like I say, I'm sure if I look back that it probably was more obvious to everybody else than it maybe was to me. I don't know, maybe not. But what I definitely did love um, as a performer was working with, a variety of choreographers. I think I was really lucky to have a very versatile um, performance career. And I think what that taught me was how to really tap into people's work and really understand what it was that that particular choreographer wanted from me or from the group that I was work, you know, that I was in, the ensemble that I was in. Um, and I think I became really good at that. I think I could really give people what they wanted. And I think those are a massive part of the skills that you're talking about, how I'm, now I'm, an a, I'm able to do that for other people. So for you or any other choreographer that I'd work with, you know, innate sort of um, understanding what it is that you want and being able to help everybody else find that, um, because that was what I used to love about um, working with different people. So I think it sort of happened... You know, I, I was performing in sort of 2012 when I fell pregnant and I'd got to a point where, you know, I'd been working really consistently and I'd had an incredible career. And maybe after coming back from having a child, I don't know how, you know, I don't know what was going to happen, but I just sort of naturally, and that was, you know, through a job that we did together, um, I remember you calling me and saying that, that there, someone was looking for an associate and I hadn't had an interview for it. And I think you, you know, you said it might be something you're interested in. And I think at that point I was like, actually, I think this is a perfect time to transition. And I, and it, it just felt like a natural progression for me, not forgetting that actually we'd done loads of work together before in that capacity. Um, but for me at that point, when we used to, you know, do a lot of things where we just, it was, it always felt fun. It was always just, you know, it was fun. We used to play and be silly and create stuff in studios whilst we were doing other shows. And that part of the career of, of my life was all, you know, I just used to love what we were doing. We were just messing about and, and playing. So again, like, I, I imagine in that moment, I didn't think that that was going to be necessarily what, the way I would end up going. Um, but I'm so pleased I have. And I feel like it's really kind of made me grow in loads of, you know, in, in so many areas within my life and my career and my, you know, um, even performing now, you know, it feels completely different. So, yeah, so I think um, it wasn't the most kind of maybe normal route that people might necessarily think an associate choreographer goes through to get to that place um but I'm it is definitely about relationships I think it's about the people that you love to work with and I think if you can build that relationship with a choreographer somebody that you really you know understand the work of and, and enjoy then you're gonna you know that might that will naturally kind of um, for me, would be the way to go to getting into associate work is to build that that um, relationship with somebody. 
because I think that's really important, you know, understanding each other. I mean, I think that's right. I think so much of what we make and how we make it is based on the relationship that we've built up over many years, first dancing together and then moving into creating work together. I think, you know, that that's that's totally spot on that it is based on a relationship because so much of the way that we communicate is nonverbal and it's based on a shared taste and a shared knowledge of each other's instincts. So I think that's absolutely spot on. What's brilliant about listening to you speak about the role of an associate choreographer is that you're really getting this clear idea that it's a skill set that is, is specific to that job. And I think people get into being associates through um, for different reasons. You know, it can be because they want a closer proximity to uh, the way that work is being made by a choreographer, but also it is people that specifically want that role. And I guess there are those two different ways into being an associate. You know, obviously people become associates and then they might become a choreographer before they might go on to you know do other things but I don't don't necessarily think that's always ideal because I think if you're always trying to kind of climb to the next thing are you really doing that job to the best of your ability or are you doing it because you're wanting to further yourself um so I do really think for me like it's always been about I actually just really love that role, you know, and like I said, the nurturing and every those all those different aspects of it and really seeing, like you say, in, the, in that final performance or whatever the final, you know, whatever the final product is, you get to really feel what you've invested in that as well. And you, um, which I think, I think, you know, it's a wonderful job to have. You feel very fulfilled at the end of it. Well, I do. I think, for the record, you absolutely have the ability and the talent to also be a choreographer. You're just very good at, at being able to do both of those jobs separately because I think there's, a, there's a, an acknowledgement that those are two different jobs, you know. Could you tell us uh, what your favourite thing about your job is? Oh, there's so many. Um, I love the process. I love being involved from the beginning of something. So I know obviously there's stuff, there's things that happen before and ideas and everything, but I love being part of the process from an audition all the way through to like the kind of the press night of something. And even the last show, you know, the closing night or something and just seeing the journey that everybody goes on. And that's not even just the performers. That's the whole creative team. That's the backstage, the crew, like just watching that all unfold and like sort of come together and the amount of kind of different pieces that come together in in the puzzle to create that final product. It's amazing to feel like you're part of that from the beginning. And that's something that obviously I didn't always necessarily get to see as a performer. Um, and I just, I really enjoy that. I love championing people and just seeing what they've achieved. You know, it's amazing. And I, I know like there's been many a time when we have sat in a press night and like looked over to each other from the other side of an auditorium and just get the goosebumps because you just know what that journey is that everybody's been on. You're just so proud. You kind of just want to get up and scream. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think for me, that's like, it's just the process. I just love the process. And I loved it as a performer and I still love it as an associate. Um, and I still get that same buzz. You know, it's, it's a different kind of buzz, but it's just, it's just equally as satisfying. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I haven't got a particularly a favourite bit, but I would say the, the process for me, yeah. Well, you know, I think anybody listening to this can hear just how much kind of passion and energy, and I really do wish sometimes that there were some videos released of, uh, of these podcasts because it's just amazing, you know, both of us just sitting grinning at each other, that kind of excitement and um, 
you know, and I, that all that kind of passion and energy that I'm sure anyone listening to this will have just heard is absolutely what you bring to every single day in the studio. So I really, I feel like you and I could do an entire podcast about kind of the, you know, probably the chaos that we cause in studios. But I guess for now, I'm going to, you know, sign off and say thank you so much for kind of sharing your your brain and your heart and your passion not only on the podcast but with me on a daily basis in the studio because you're just you know i i i still every day learn new ways in which you help me and in which you kind of go to being part of the bigger picture of the work that we make together so i'm uh, i remain very grateful not just for today but for uh, all of our time in the studio so thank you very much for your time Ebs. oh thanks drew it did make me smile a lot it's lovely for me having this passion all these years you you know it's just you know you're in the right place don't you when you when you get to do that with the people that you care about so thank you very much for having me Evan is really extraordinary and I think what I hadn't really realized is that being an associate director isn't isn't a being somebody's deputy at all she brings a very holistic view of that process and it's almost like the title is totally wrong. Um, so she talks about how she has some of the skills that she uses through developing as a teacher, but how she uses those skills in a very different way to ensure that people are able to show what they're best at rather than develop in a teaching situation. Yeah, I thought it was really powerful to bring that different insight. Um, and I guess it also shows different views of status that are in in performance, in performing arts, not performance. It struck me as well, hearing Ebony talk about what her role is and what her job is, how little we talk about it. I mean, Ebony has been an intimate part of my, you know, my work for so many years, and yet we've never sat down and really talked about what it is that we do together and how we do it together. And I think that really goes to underline her point about and um, so much of what she does being uh, uh, based on the building of relationships and that because we've shared creative processes a lot um how that has led to an understanding of the way that each other works that has never really needed to be articulated and i think that's true across so many different um job responsibilities or job roles within the arts is that your um your position changes very much depending on the relationship of um of the people that you're working with and I, I, I listened to the way that Ebony described her relationship with the company, with the cast and what she felt her responsibility was. And it was interesting because I know all of that to be true because I, I witness it and I, I watch that happen. But it, it's also, it's very true of what Ebony does for me also, the, the way that she understands uh, what it is that I'm trying to achieve and then has the skill set to be able to help me get there in the way that you would coach a performer to be able to technically or physically or emotionally portray something on stage the, the same is, is also true of her um, not editing but her support of my my process and I, I thought it was fascinating to think about that as not just energy in one direction but energy skill experience tonality taste um, in both directions in both ways and being a conduit through which um, you can go from idea to performance but I, I guess that's because she's an associate to the whole performance the whole production the whole company She's not an associate to one person within it. And I guess that's where the title is confusing from where I am, because it's actually her being the person 
who takes responsibility for being, um, and I don't know if this is the way that she interprets the role because there's something very particular, I think, about the way that Ebony does it or this is the way most associates do it. She takes responsibility for ensuring that everybody is in the right space mentally and physically to be the best they can be for the, this idea, this work. And that will be listening to you as director or will be her listening to the composer or the lighting designer and being able to seamlessly bring everybody together and ensure that the vision stays whole. And I guess sometimes perhaps be that the trusted person, that if, if somebody isn't feeling comfortable, she's in a place where people can trust her and, and be part of that collaborative conversation, which is a really important space to have. I think the idea or the notion of uh, associates is an amazing um, is, an, is an amazing way of of stretching time in that you're you know when you're in the thick of being you know under the pressure of creating a, a show in a very short amount of time and you need everybody in the process to feel like they have access to people who are able to give them the time that they need in order to get there and that that um, that process through which a show goes from idea through to opening night, it requires the imagination and the skill of so many different people that can stretch time and can give people the support that they need. And And I, I think that, you know, from my very specific and limited um, experience of interactions with associates, whether that's an associate director or associate choreographer, is another one of these roles where the title is, is it, 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 it amazes me that that they have the same title because the interaction that you have with one associate is completely different to what the job title um, dictates or suggests to another person who calls himself an associate and that can stretch from anything from logistics to technique to scheduling to casting to you know and that I, I tend to find that people who want to be in the role of associate come to the job um, with very different ideas of what that job entails and the truth is there is no set way of doing it um, and it's the same for a director. Like, what is a director? You know, people come up being a director from so many different um, avenues and the same is true of a choreographer. And in a way, you, you make up your own mind of what that job means and you kind of go into the industry and choose a title that you think best fits your your the position you want to be in, the closest to it. And then once you're in that position, you can make it sort of what you want it to be. Um, but I, I, I do think that's that's definitely true of Ebony and that I've, I've witnessed Ebony morph into different versions of that job, based very, you know, very quickly, very clearly, but on on signals that she's receiving from people in the room that are actually very nuanced and very subtle, um, and that that ability to morph into a different version of the job at speed and not come to the process saying, well, on my last job, I needed to do this, is is one that I think that people very rarely understand about associates because it's a skill and a talent and a technique that a lot of people who consider themselves to be creatives, you know, it, mm. <laughs> I, I, for people who are listening to this, you know, I'm sort of putting quotation marks around mm. creatives because, of course, everyone's creative. They don't have that versatility, that flexibility to be able to move what their job role is on a show-by-show -show basis in the way that some of the greatest associates do. And I think they're very admirable and, and it's something that I learn from and I, and I want to be more like that. I don't want you to change. Um, apart, well... If, unless you want to. Um, but I think it, it does, you can point to some really interesting things because there are courses you could go, if you chose, you could go to a directing school. You could 
go and learn to be a producer, to learn to be a stage designer. All these things are are out there with titles. I don't think there is there isn't anywhere for you to learn to be an associate. And I think what you're pointing to, which I find really fascinating, is that that role that should be without status, because it's not being above or beyond. It's about just being in in that company. And it's made me reflect on me. I'm really good at being a second. And that's not about a lack of ambition. It's just what I'm really good at. And I think it is about celebrating where that skill set is. Because it's not about being a second. It's about being able to make other people be at their best. And that's incredible that Ebony does that. Each week, I ask our guests the same question. And this is my favourite bit. I ask them, what does theatre mean to you? And why is it important? I think it is sharing stories um, and making people experience something that maybe they don't feel or experience in their everyday lives. So you you can share magical things with somebody um, and it can be completely bonkers or a really kind of precious, very human moment and... It feels like, oh, God, there's so much. I, there's so many things I can say about it. But it's, it, it's, it's something that only happens once in that, in that moment in time. Um, and that person comes, you know, that, that person comes away and it's very um, personal to them, what they take away from that. And, and I just love that. I love how it's a moment in time that only happens once. You've been listening to a Scratch Host production made in collaboration with the Pony Company and Goldsmiths University of London. Music by Andre Rossi made available by Upbeat.io. We'd love to hear from you and find out what you want to know about the theatre industry. You can interact with us at Blueprint Podcasts on Instagram and subscribe for our next episodes.